0: The B2B Messaging Podcast, by Winter.
1: Welcome back to B2B Messaging Podcast. Today I have Mitch Comstock, Senior Product Marketing Manager at LeadIQ. Mitch, thanks so much for being on today.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to talk about messaging positioning here.
1: To get started, I wanted to know a little bit more about you. How did you get started in product marketing and why did you choose that path?
0: Great question. You know, product marketing. I feel like no one goes to do that originally. You just kind of end up there. So I went to school to be a high school history teacher, actually. And after after school, wasn't able to get a job, and I kind of fell into marketing from there, doing an internship and growing from there. And you know, it it as my career has progressed, I've been picking up different pieces of product marketing and. Until eventually, I, I just sort of fell into the role at a company. And uh, yeah, I haven't looked back since then. I really enjoyed it. And it's, it really gives a unique perspective. But the, I think my, my history and teaching background helps from a storytelling perspective. Because, you know, kids don't care about dates and when this happened or when that happened. So if you can weave a really good story. It really helps them. It helps retain knowledge. And the same goes for B2B, B2C, you know, everything that we're doing.
1: At Lead IQ, how is messaging currently being done?
0: Messaging originates with product marketing. So I'm a product marketing team of one, but working with our mm-hmm. VP of marketing and really it starts with us. And again, we start from the customer. So what does our customer care about? And we work from there. You know, you think about the the market, what competitors are doing, but ultimately it has to come back to your customer your ICP, your persona and really speaking to their needs, their pains, and the use cases that they're trying to trying to solve.
1: Who is it that comes up with the key messages that you want sent out to the market? Product marketing
0: is the one who builds sort of the messaging frameworks, the slides, the, the sales talk tracks, it sort of starts with us. And then from there, we will you know update the website with our new messaging. This is something we've done a lot over the last year where we've tried to be a little more agile with our changes. So from a marketing side, we'll start to see how the website performs and work from there. For sales, on the, the sales-led side, we we kind of provide the talk track and slides, and then we get the feedback directly from them, whether it's listening to gong calls, conversations with our sales directors or the sales reps themselves to see you know, what's working, how are they adjusting it? Because ultimately, that's where you really see messaging start to bloom is... You know, we have an idea from product marketing, but it's got to get in front of customers and the the sales reps are front and center there. So they have a lot of really good feedback and adjustments that they make on the fly that we can pull in to bring
1: it across the entire team. How do you know that the messaging is working? So, I mean, there's
0: metrics you can look at from uh, when we do things on the website, we'll track, you know, conversion rates, we'll track, you know, how long they're on the page, things like that. But ultimately, the conversion rate, I think, is the biggest thing we're tracking to know, you know, is the messaging we're putting out there on our website, our landing pages, is it getting people enough information that they want to learn more? You know, are we differentiating enough? You know, it's kind of broad from there, but we can at least see some of those trends. But the sales reps are able to give us direct feedback on, you know, portions of it that are really resonating or, hey, this this isn't really hitting home with a lot of people you know, but I'm, but I've been using this and it's working a lot better. So yeah, I think the, the communication with the sales reps is really big. And it's important from product marketing that we work hand in hand with our frontline sales reps, the SDRs, BDRs, the, the AEs, your partners, like they're the ones who are, you know, always front and center, you know, week in week out, they're talking to a lot of customers and prospects. So really getting an understanding from them and direct feedback from them on what works.
1: Are there any other methods that you use to validate your messaging for us?
0: Those are the big ones. We'll pull in things, you know, we review, like, uh, I'm big on using the customer voice back to them. So, you know, looking at G2 reviews, seeing what customers are actually saying about you, you know, oftentimes from a a product marketing side and, and just marketing in general, I feel like we get caught up in big buzzwords, jargon, you know, you don't intentionally do it, but, a lot of times if you talk to a customer either in an interview or you read the reviews, you can they get straight to the point. Like, what does your product do? Why do they like it? And then you can sort of pull a lot of that language back in to say, hey, you know, this is what our customers say. One example for lead IQ is, you know, one of our big value props is how we integrate with other tools. And what we see time and time again in our G2 reviews is the word seamless, like seamlessly integrates. Seam it's my workflow is seamless. And I don't like that word from marketing, but it's what our customers say, and sometimes it's it's better to talk how they talk than you know get caught up in this word or that word or you know we want to speak to a way that for us a, a sales director a VP of sales will will understand it. So yeah, that's some of the other ways that we we pull stuff in.
1: You mentioned before that you're getting feedback from sales, and there's little tweaks here and there that they'll put onto the messaging depending on the reaction that they're getting from it, how often do you make updates or changes to your messaging or your positioning? I think you, we
0: make small adjustments here or there, whether it's to talk tracks or you know the slides that we're providing to sales. But I think it's important from a larger, the story you're telling to really kind of audit that probably every once a year, twice a year. Like it, it kind of depends on your industry, but really taking a look at that larger story and see, hey, what are some trends we're seeing here? You know, sometimes you might give some messaging to sales and they come back and go, this isn't working. Then we got to re- we got to go back to the drawing board a little bit. But, you know, always keeping that messaging, you know, messaging is never finalized. It's never perfect. So, you know, you make small tweaks here or there, but it's always good to have kind of a, you know, let's look at it from fresh eyes and really try and understand where we might make some bigger changes that you know, would affect like a website page, your homepage, maybe, or content, things like that.
1: So looking at it as a continual process, are there any other ongoing activities that help you to improve and optimize your messaging?
0: You know, in terms of other ongoing activities, I would say maybe not just from the sales side, but, you know, it's important to be kind of in tune with your senior leadership. Like, what are they talking about with investors, with, other executives at other for us, you know, software companies, I think also watching the market. So, you know, in SaaS and software, especially the last 12 months has been difficult. So it's a time to really evaluate, you know, is our messaging still resonating the same way it did 12 years ago or 12 months ago? You know, the things have changed. Do we need to adjust the message to speak to our buyers challenges? So things we're seeing around, you know, tech consolidation and pressure to reduce costs, like you you might need to readjust how you're positioning based on that and look to find some of those, you know, proof points to support that going forward. So yeah, I would say those are probably the the big ones to to continue to do there.
1: Is there a a product or a launch or a company that you had the most fun working on messaging?
0: Yeah, I would say I would say here at lead IQ, I think so lead IQ is in the is a prospecting platform. It's in like the B2B contact space, competes with Zoom Info, is our big competitor there. And I think I've learned a lot here in doing our messaging and positioning. You know, we're in a space that is almost commoditized to a way, in a way that, you know, it really comes down to how you tell that story to set the stage for your prospects as they come into the product and as they start talking to sales. Like that, that expectation and You know, being very upfront about what we do and how it's different, like really setting that up. I mean, we've done a lot of lead IQs evolved a lot since I've been here for two plus years. So we've been able to do a lot of messaging adjustments, new work, and that's been a lot of fun to do. And I think we've seen, we've seen good results and we've been able to track results a lot better than some of my other stops. So that's been cool too, to see, you know, is this actually working? Like we have some data we can look at and say, you know, it is or isn't. So yeah, I would would say that's the one I, you know, I've learned, again, learned a lot in it. I think it's a, you know, when everybody looks a lot alike, how do you actually position yourself and message in a way that's going to get people interested and, and want to come talk to you as opposed to the other 10 providers that are out there that do something similar.
1: In your experience, to become great at crafting messaging, what do you think is needed?
0: That's a good question. I would say... Number one is curiosity. So, you know, you never have the right answer. You always have to go into whether it's you're doing persona interviews or talking to customers or working with sales. You know, every idea is a good idea until and let's get as many of those as we can, as we start to brainstorm. And I think the other one is just being flexible again. You you're always going to be making changes to it and you want to kind of prioritize being agile and fast and then learning from it. And then we can make the adjustment. One of the things that I think I I sometimes forget for any company, and especially I've worked at mostly smaller SaaS companies, but your market presence is probably a lot smaller than you think it is. So if you, if you go out there with a message that might not be perfect, it's not the end of the world. You know, you're not gonna, as long as you're not really off in left field somewhere with, with your messaging that, you know, you can make those changes quickly and it's not, you know, we continue to evolve it. it. It's not gonna, it's not the end of the world when you you don't have something perfect there. So yeah, I would say curiosity being the biggest one, you know, we always, you always need to be looking for that, looking for that treasure, that, that right answer, but there's never a right answer. So you're always, you're always searching.
1: Where have you gone to learn these skills?
0: Yeah. A, a lot of it is some of the just product marketing influencers or, or people on LinkedIn that I follow I've gotten to work with some really good storytellers recently. So that has helped a lot too, from just a, you know, process and, and thinking about things in a different way. So yeah, otherwise it's been a lot of trial and error. So just we're working at it, you know, getting the feedback and continuing to go from there. Again, you I've, I've learned to not care as much about the, the first draft, second draft, like it doesn't need to be perfect. Let's get it in front of people and let them start reacting to it as opposed to, you know, worrying about getting everybody's opinion first, and then we try and build it out because then you got too many cooks in the kitchen and it it really starts to devolve from there.
1: Thank you so much, Mitch, for being on today. Again, this has been Mitch Comstock, Senior Product Marketing Manager at LeadIQ. Do you have any parting words of wisdom, any tips or tricks that have helped you throughout your career? I'm not sure
0: in a, I'm a, in a position to give out wisdom, but I I would say yeah, like make get build those relationships with your internal stakeholders. Ultimately, for product marketing, our customers are the the sales team, the product team, the customer success team, the marketing team. So having those close relationships, both with like directors and the the leaders within those groups, but also individuals. So if you have a few account executives or SDRs who are willing to give that feedback, that really becomes invaluable. And I feel I, I get, you know, slacked a couple times a week or multiple times a week from different people with, you know, competitive information or, Hey, this is working or, Hey, do we have, you know, content on this? Like you you get to hear all that. And I'd say that's the biggest thing. Like don't work in a silo, build those relationships and yeah, then, then you'll figure it out.
1: That's some great advice. Thanks again, Mitch, for being on today.
0: Yeah. No, thank you. It was a pleasure.
1: This has been B2B Messaging Podcast. We'll catch you next time.